You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. HuntStand is the most popular and functional mobile hunting app on the market. With a variety of base maps to choose from, satellite imagery that is updated every month, the ability to check the weather, no property information, and even catalog your trail cam picks, HuntStand even gives you the ability to import pins and location markers from other mobile apps. Visit HuntStand.com or download wherever you download your apps. Enter discount code SN20 at checkout for 20% off. Welcome to the Antler Up Podcast brought to you by Tether, the world's best saddle hunting equipment. And we have a fun show for you guys today. What's up, everybody? On this week's episode, I was joined by Lane Hausner from the In the Presence. And Lane is a PA native that runs the YouTube channel In the Presence Hunt. And he and his crew hunt all over and film their awesome hunts from PA, Maryland, Kansas, and many, many more states. These guys, I'm telling you, get the job done and have a blast doing it. Lane and I have a straight-up BS session of what is going on currently for him and what to expect from him come next season. We kick off the podcast with chatting about when Lane first started to film, actually, his hunts and from middle school and in high school to where he is now and talk about his internship with the guys from The Untamed, which was really, really cool. And he gave up a lot to take that position. So he shares things he learned from it from the filming side as well as the hunting side of things. And following this, Lane shares what he is doing currently right now for scouting, how he breaks down pieces for uh, the big woods and getting boots on the ground and also e-scouting. And from there, we get into how he manages a bunch of different states to hunt come fall because I'm telling you, this dude gets around in, in an awesome, awesome uh, way with with visiting different states and getting, again, filling these tags. We also get into listener questions for him about what food sources he keys in on the big woods, various states he hunts, his dream hunt schedule, and recapping a few hunts from this past season. So be sure to check out Lane and his crew, what they're doing over at In the Presence Hunt and what they have going on now and come next fall. And before we get into this week's episode, I just want to say thank you, everybody, for all of the support. If you like what you hear, go leave us a five-star review over on iTunes as well as Spotify. And just really quickly, I just want to talk to you about uh, one of our discount codes that we had with America's Best Bowstrings. Uh, that was unfortunately put onto a uh, discount code website, so we had to pull that. So I'll be in the works with, with those guys trying to find something uh, different that we could maybe offer you over like a weekend or something along those lines uh, as far as the discount goes with America's Best Bowstrings. But while you're looking at it and you're trying to look at getting new gear for next year, make sure you go over to ShadeButlerKnives.com. We have the Whitetail Blade, the Reverence, as well as the Hostile Blade where you could use Antler Up 25, where you could save 25% off off the best knife there is being made. It's made by Shea right here in Illinois. So give it a look. Guy is phenomenal at what he does. Good friend of mine. Again, check them out over at ShaeButlerKnives.com. And all right, everybody, it is that time of year again 
where you are able to upgrade to the best trail cam that you could get. Let's face it, we all have a camera that's lying around that's either broken or completely worthless. Thankfully, right now, after a ton of great feedback from last year, Exodus is opening up an upgrade program. So how does this work? In short, order any camera on ExodusOutdoorGear.com and use the code UPGRADE to save 25% on any Exodus Render, Render Bundle, Rival, or Rival Bundle. After you place your order, the Exodus team will send you a return label for your trading camera. After receiving the camera, they'll ship it straight to you. I've done this in the, in the past. It's a great program. So if you're new to Exodus, though, and you want to give them a, a, a try, I'll just say this. They have a five-year warranty, five-year theft and damage coverage, and the best in-class customer service. I've been using Exodus for about three and a half years now, and they have been proven to be reliable, dependable, some of the best features, really the best features of any trail camera that you can get. So be sure to take advantage of this unique savings opportunity and replace any old junky camera with the bulletproof and dependable Exodus camera. This program is only good for the remainder of April or while supplies last. So as always, be sure to head over to their website and sign up for their email newsletter to stay up to date with all their upcoming announcements. And I'll tell you what, I've caught wind of some really cool things that are going to be coming down soon. So be sure to do that over at Exodus Outdoor Gear com and sign up today and do the check out the upgrade program america's best bowstrings has been manufacturing high quality custom bowstrings in the usa since 2006 america's best bowstring strives on the commitment to never end the search for perfection and this has been the driving force behind the company Innovative products for every archer out there. Go create a custom set today at americasbestbowstrings.com. Tethered is a team of saddle hunting fanatics with a passionate addiction to whitetail hunting. Designing and engineering products to be a more efficient and confident hunter, Tethered produces the most mobile, stealthy, and safest elevated hunting gear on the planet. Built by saddle hunters for the saddle hunter. Head over to tethernation.com to see for yourself what exactly I'm talking about. Well, uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Antler Up podcast. I'm joined by Pennsylvania native. We got Lane Hauser on the other side from In the Presence Hunt. Dude, welcome to the show. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Living like just like we said, living the dream, living some type of dream, I guess, whether it be a nightmare or uh, something good. But it just all depends on the day, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, man. no <laughs> doubt, dude. So, uh, what's going on with you? What you just said, you're getting ready to go for a hockey game. What's what's life looking like right now for you? Yeah, pretty stressful. Uh, <laughs> just uh, working a lot. You know, now that hunt season's over, pretty much working. Uh, started lifting again, so I've been doing that. It probably takes up like two hours at least, you know. Yeah. And just hockey, man. I've been playing a lot of hockey. That's good. Keeping yourself active, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, man. I'm probably <laughs> on the rank. I'm probably like at least like three, four times a week. Nice. Like playing games. So it's yeah, it's fun, man. Yeah. It's now, roller hockey, but it's with a puck, so it's like, dude, it's a blast. Yeah. Yeah. That's great, man. Well, where where are you coming out of here in Pennsylvania? I guess, you know, do a introduction about yourself, you know, where you're coming from and what your, uh, in the presence hunt is all about, man. Yeah. So, uh, like, uh, like Jeremy said, I guess my name's Lane Hausner. I run, uh, the channel in the presence and yeah, I mean, I've been doing it 
man, dude, I've been filming for a while, man. Like probably ever since middle school, I think when I first picked up the camera and then kind of like fell out of it in high school and then picked it up as soon as I graduated high school. Like my mom bought me a DSLR and, uh, yeah, pretty much just like piqued my interest, man. Shot my first deer on film then. And dude, ever since I've been rocking with it. I mean, I did an internship with the untamed, which was pretty cool. Oh, cool. And like after that, dude, our, like our channel just freaking blossomed, dude. You know what I mean? Like yep. it just took off. It went from like 160 subscribers to like, I think right now we're at like, 21k you know yeah. what i mean yep so yep. well dude you put out a lot of content you do a, lo a great job i've i've been kind of uh it's funny because a couple of years ago I, I was indulging in a ton of videos during the season and everything like that and then once the mm. season's over i'm like oh, what the hell am i gonna watch right you obviously turkey videos and gear yeah. things but what i've done the last two seasons and i'm very happy i've done it is i kind of hold off on anything that's posted during the year and I wait until like now that way yeah. I could get my, my, my white tail fix on now. So yeah, dude, how was that, that internship and what did that kind of consist of with, with Josh and those guys? Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of fun, man. Like basically I, I dropped out of school for it. Uh, went out, went down there and just, dude, I mean, I was behind a camera every single day, like bear hunting, you know what I mean? White yeah. tail hunting. Like we just every, pretty much every single day. I mean, there was some times where like, it'd be like, all right, we're not hunting for like three or four days. So I'd probably just hunt by myself, you know what I mean? Or just yep. take a little relaxer. But yeah, for the most part, just like running all over West Virginia, man, Southern West Virginia. It was fun. That's hunting on the ground. That was like my first time ever. Like I was out West before like guiding, yeah. you know, for elk and stuff. But like, I've never actually white tail hunted from the ground until like then. I'm mean, dude, it was insane, man. Especially like the bucks, you know, like it, it was like just crazy, dude. Dude, white, world. It, white tail hunting is difficult to begin with. And then you add that dimension to it. it. It's impressive when people could get that done. I'll say that. Oh, oh yeah, no doubt. dude. Ever since then, dude, I've been hunting from the ground a lot. And dude, I've killed a lot of deer from the ground since then. Like yeah. it's kind of opened my eyes to it and like, yeah. Well, it's fun. Let me ask you this. So not only did you probably learn a ton, I, 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 let's kind of break this up because I think it's really good. I love people that are very consistent when it comes to filming because I'm not okay. Yes. I, I, I admit it. There's times I give it a shot. There's times where my bag, like my gear is in my bag, but I do not take it out that type yeah. of stuff. Right. So on a filming side of things how did that maybe help you progress to what you're doing now from filming it to even chopping it up and editing it to put it out there for everybody yeah so i i kind of knew the editing side of it before i went down there but it was mainly just like the storytelling side of it and just like never putting the camera down like dude this year i meant the only time 100 without a camera this past year was like one day during spring turkey season okay the rest of the time like i filmed it like you know, whether you guys see it on the channel or not, because a lot of times, you know, you're sitting there, nothing happens or like <laughs> say a big buck comes by. Oh, dude, it's heartbreak time. You know what I mean? So yeah. like the camera footage, like, yeah, maybe it's a little subpar. I mean, I'm not going to like to show people all that. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like no one really wants to watch that. I feel like everyone's all like, kill, 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 you know? Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. Like I, we've been putting out a lot of just like kill videos, but maybe going forward, like I'll start trying to like incorporate that more. But yeah, man, I meant that's pretty much it yeah well that's the thing about the whole storytelling process i guess because i feel i don't see enough of cool shit to film all the time right like there's those yeah. moments where i'm like damn it i should have had it out or started filming when i saw this deer x y and z but in the grand scheme of things it's i guess what you really want to get out of and tell and that's i mean 
kind of like you that I I'll, I'll go through phases what I'm personally like watching. I, and sometimes like when someone does not kill, as long as you, like you said, you got a good story behind that. I, it, mm-hmm. it's interesting, right? Because you could, as long as you feel relatable in a sense of like, wow, I'm interested to see what happens. I mean, you can really, you know, to get a feel for that hunt, I guess you could say. Yeah. You know, um, now, now the other side of that, what was maybe some things you learned on the hunting side of tactics, strategies that those guys use, like you said, obviously hunting from the ground, something totally different, unorthodox from what you grew up doing. How did, Mm -hmm. what did you learn and and take away from that opportunity? Yeah. So like I said, the ground thing was probably number one. Number two was, uh, I mean, I never really hunted with hounds before at all. Yeah. So like, you know, that was like a totally eye-opening thing. And I mean, it's, it's not just like everyone I think online thinks that just like, you know, you go down there, you let the dogs loose, dude, they treat a bear, <laughs> they kill it, you know, and it's just nonstop. Like, dude, it's, it's not like that at all. There's days where you ride around the truck all day long and don't like turn up anything, you know, don't cut the dogs loose at all. Or like say you cut the dogs loose. I mean, there was one morning in early season dude, the dogs ran the entire morning and like, it was like getting 80 degrees, 90 degrees. We pulled them, you know what I mean? Like we never did treat the bear, you know? (laughs) Yep. And another big thing was, uh, I mean, obviously I was a guide before out West, like no scent control at all, but like growing up, man, I had like no one in my family hunted at all. Like I only got into it really because I'm buddy, you know what I mean? So that's kind of how I started hunting. And like, I will, at first I was a total like scent Nazi, you know what I mean? Like everything <laughs> dude, like, and like, I kind of drive back when I started hunting. So like my family would take me up to the cabin. I remember like taking a scent free shower and like having all my stuff packed outside and like, a, you know, a scent free tote and just running outside, butt naked, you know what I mean? <laughs> Getting changed real quick and then yep. running down, making sure I didn't touch anything. And then it's like, dude, ever since then they were like, dude, we don't hunt the, like we don't hunt at all with scent control products. Not that's all wind, you know? And I meant like ever since then, dude, I don't do anything. My hunting clothes are sitting probably in my laundry room right now, like under stuff. I think I still got some stuff in my van, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yep. it's a, it's a mess right now, but yeah. I mean, ever since then, just the whole wind thing too, that's probably the main like factor of success for me in the whitetail woods, you know? Yeah. No doubt about it. So what do you got going on right now? Uh, when it comes to, to hunting for scouting, planning hunts, because I know you, and I will get into this, uh, I know you get around a lot when it comes to hunting different various states and everything like that. So what's, what's on the docket for you from, you know, obviously we're coming into April, you know, what's, yeah. what do you got going on? Uh, whole lot of scouting, man. I meant, like you said, a whole lot of planning. Like it's like, it's kind of a mosh boss stuff. Like anything I can find time to do. All right, dude, I'm going to be out in the woods. You know what I yeah. mean? So like yeah. I've been putting on miles and like, honestly, I've been pretty low key this year because, I found out there's a lot of snakes online and dude, to be honest with you, I'm not trying to like just burn out spots before yep. I even hunt them. So yep. I've been kind of like nonchalant and posting about it, but dude, I've been scouting nonstop. I mean, it's good. Yeah. I'm just like every little piece I've pinned around me. And like the thing about me is dude, I'm not afraid to drive it off. So like from my low area where I'm from, dude, I'll drive two hours if I have to two and a half, you know what I mean? And hunting yep. evening. Like I, I got time at least in hunt during hunting season, you know? Yep so nice what uh what upcoming this was actually even one of a a listener question you know what is what points do you have anywhere things that you're planning on hopefully the draw next year oh yeah kansas uh probably gonna be hunting well honest to god it's probably gonna start out in south dakota for antelope i think i'm going out there like august 28th so the 31st or something like that and then 
heading right back, hitting, hitting Delaware, because Delaware opens up the 1st of September. Mm-hmm. Going to try to shoot a velvet buck there. And then I think Maryland opens up, like, first week of uh, September. September there. Yep. So, like, probably bouncing over to Maryland, you know. And then once PA starts, hitting PA hard. I probably, I probably won't hunt Ohio this year. I'll probably just, like, if I fill out in a couple states and then swing over there and hunt it. But I'm not really going to spend a lot, a lot of time, like, in Ohio unless I fill my other tags. Yeah. Now, so here's a good, here's a good, uh, segue. So you just named like three, four different States that you plan on hunting. How are you, oh, yeah. how are you accomplishing this? Like as far as your time, you know, do you kind of designate multiple, multiple trips for these because you're going only a, maybe a couple of days? How do you attack this? Because, you know, some people might listen or watch and be like, man, how the heck is he doing all that within maybe, like you said, like working a lot, all that jazz. Yeah. So I'm pretty fortunate. Like, I've built my life around being cheap. So like everything I have in my life is cheap, dude. Like my mortgage is cheap. I got my own house. I got it all before that COVID bull crap. You know what I mean? So like, it's all like, you know, my interest rates like low, low, you know? And then like my vehicle, it's a beater, man. You know what I mean? You're you're like, I'm not even going to tell you my vehicle because everyone's just going to laugh. But like, dude, it was like 1500 bucks, man. You know, it it took me out to Kansas this year. Like it, it can, it can run, you know, as long as you take care of it. And then, like, yeah, basically, yeah, shit, I've told every boss I have, like, even the boss I'm working for right now, like, dude, during hunt season, I will not be there. I will be there every single other day, but I will not be there, like, during certain, like, little bits during hunt season, yeah. you know? Yep. Like, I think I, I went out west last year to Idaho and elk hunted from September 4th up until, like, September 28th. And I think I worked, like, five to like seven days in november you know like yeah, yeah just dude just swinging i mean yeah i'm not making a ton of money but i'm living cheap dude and it's not pretty you know like i'm sleeping in the back of my car you know not paying for hotels like eating cheap food bringing stuff from home you know anything i can do save a buck sweet man well hey if you want to do it right there's sacrifices that you have to make and uh sounds yep. like you, you got a good little routine out and fortunate enough that like you said you're lucky to have a boss that <laughs> i guess understands that so that's pretty yeah. cool yeah it's, it's worked out man i like it like i've always i don't know like about a couple years ago i messaged like zach farinball from the hunting public and yep. just like asked him a couple questions he was like one of the things that really stuck out to me is like He's like, dude, I've always just hunted and just made it work. And I was like, hmm, that's like kind of hit home and kind of just how I like, you know, made my life so far. I mean, I got a girlfriend, you know what I mean? So my bills are kind of picking up a little bit. Hopefully she's not <laughs> listening to this, but you know, like I'm still, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm still kind of just living like a kid to be honest with you, but like, dude, it's working out. I love it. I'm not changing for anything. So I like it, man. Well, how many pieces, like you said, you are scouting a ton, you know, yeah. how, how are you? how many pieces are you scouting keeping track of and like, how do you prioritize these pieces into trail cameras? Like, do you go, okay, this is a, I know there was a buck. Maybe I found sheds on this one. I'm putting cameras. Is there any particular way that you categorize things or keep track of, of certain pieces? Yeah. Like honest to God, the farther away pieces, I'm probably going to start running some like cell cams at, at least some of the pieces that I've found a lot of sign at, you know, like, I found this one piece. I found a ton of scrapes, dude. I mean, there was this huge scrape line of like six, seven scrapes right in a row. And I mean, it just set up perfect for the wind. So I'm probably going to go down there. I mean, I'm not running any trail cams right now or nothing like that. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not targeting like 
I mean, I'm, I'm like, don't get me wrong. I mean, like, if a big 180 inch deer like walk through, <laughs> oh, dude, I'm I'm gonna smoke it. You know what I mean? But like, nope. dude, I'm probably I'm targeting like 120 inch bucks, 130 inch bucks. So that's you know, that's what makes me happy. Exactly. But like, yeah, so like, pretty much just dude, just bouncing around, like checking out anything that stands out to me, like topography wise, access wise really anything dude and then i don't really i'm not running cameras till probably after turkey season but i'll uh i'll camera hunt a lot of the pieces like i won't actually step foot in them you know what i mean i'll just like camera hunt them this year and then next year if i get some good intel boom, slide in there yeah i like that what about um you just said like your entry route exit route that's been something that for me you know it's it's talked about sometimes it goes under the wayside for depending on whatever uh, media you're consuming. Right. But yeah. it's something that I've this past quote unquote off season wanted to look at, at a more private piece that I do hunt back in Northeast Pennsylvania of just like, okay, how could I get in a little bit advanced, like have a little bit more of an advantage getting in there compared to what I've been doing. And so there's different things I'm looking at, you know, what are lessons learned or things that you really try to hone in on when it comes to your entry and exit routes so for me really just monitoring people man like anything okay. i can do to get away from people boom i'm doing it you know what i mean whether yeah. it be parking far away from my spot or like yeah like taking boats to access it you know like water cuts out a lot of people i hate saying that but it does oh no doubt like, uh, yeah, another thing, just watching how you walk in, you know what I mean? Don't walk where you think the deer is going to be going to or coming from or, like, going to be downwind of pretty much. You know what I mean? I mean, you can thread the needle a little bit, but, like, really, like, ground scent is the number one killer in my, in like, for deer for me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, if they if they come past my tree and, and on that, like, where they're going to hit the ground scent, dude, nine times out of ten they hit the ground scent and it's over, you know? Yeah. Cause that's the hard part. I think you, you hear people talk about you know, scouting in season, right? Like we're yes. fi finding that precious sign and there's only one way to do that. And that's to yeah. walk around the woods. And I think that is like the toughest task when it comes to finding that quote unquote fre freshest sign and, and hunting over that. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I'm doing a lot of that too. So like it, it's tough, but you just got to like look from afar, man, use binoculars. You know what I mean? I, I'm a big, I don't ever take binoculars in the woods, quite frankly, but I, my eyesight is pretty keen. So like I can kind of just slowly still hunt through the woods. I can look up ahead. All right. You know what I mean? There's a couple scrapes. I think I'm good. Boom. Try yeah. that up. You yeah. know? Yeah. So I know you, you put out a lot of videos and the one, the one early ones are, are the Maryland ones that I've been kind mm -hmm. of diving into because that's a, a state, Obviously, it's nearby. It's easy yep. to get to. It's not that far. What, yep. since I've never, I hunted Delaware before, but I've yet to hunt Maryland. Share your experience for that because I'm, I'm interested in that. Uh, Brandon Miller from the Everyday Outdoorsman, I know he and his buddies, they hunt that a, a ton. And I've talked mm -hmm. to him. I'm just, just trying to get a little bit more perspective on your experience hunting Maryland and kind of like how it kind of compares to Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hate saying it because I know it's just going to drive crowds down there, but it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, I don't know, there's a lot of deer, you know what I mean? I yep. mean, pretty much any piece you go to, you're bound to run into some deer, you know? Yep. And the nice thing about Maryland is it's a three-buck limit, or, like, if you get your bonus buck, you know what I mean? So you can kill three bucks. And then also it's pretty much unlimited does. I think it's I think the total number is, like, 26. So it's, it's pretty friendly. And the nice thing about Maryland, too, is the season runs <laughs> – 
the entire time. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like PA here where it like kind of stops, you know what I mean? For a little bit and then rifle season goes like it's bow season and then rifle season, muzzle loader, you know, like yeah. Maryland set up well. And yeah, man, same thing. There's a lot of pressure. Don't get me wrong. Like you will run into people down in Maryland, but you just got to be able to think outside the box, be doing something, you know, no one's willing to do. What's the terrain features like compared to what, what we deal with up here? Oh, it varies, man. Like it's almost like Delaware where it's like just flat, you know what I mean? Right sea level, you got tidal water, but then you go out west and it's all mountains, you know? Yeah. So it's really, that's the nice thing about Maryland too, is you can hunt like, you know, different kind of features. You can hunt really whatever you want. Right. So here's, so let's kind of backtrack to bouncing around to all these other states. And when it comes to, you you're, you've shown that you've been very successful in a bunch of these states. I'm yeah. sure you're using Spartan Forge and looking at the topo and are there no, things yes. are there things that you really have keyed in on when it comes to that that you found a niche on that you're like, okay, this is the first thing I'm looking for trying to find and when I go in there get boots on the ground while I'm hunting because again, like we, we are limited regardless of like you said when we do go out of state to hunt and sometimes mm-hmm. hell even here, right like if you're going to a different, piece here in pennsylvania you are limited to if it's a saturday just saturday right until you yes. take another trip up so what how do you tackle the whole uh e-scouting thing and and translating that to getting boots on the ground yes yeah, so i mean obviously i do a lot of e-scouting you know but uh it meant again it just it really just depends man like the pieces i hunt in, in pa are way different than say like the piece that i hunt in kansas so like kansas is kind of a totally different tactic you know what i mean but yeah. as far as if we're sticking straight to big woods and like mountain stuff dude anything with like you know if, if you see a little bench or you see a little flat you know coming off a point like dude odds are it's probably going to be a little hot spot or like somewhere where they're going to go or like you know little like where all these ridge systems come together at you know like little hubs dude that's always money too you know and, yeah yeah Take the guesswork out of building your own arrows for this upcoming season by ordering a custom set of MMT arrows from Exodus Outdoor Gear. They have developed and sourced literally the most precise archery components on earth to build a tailored arrow for your hunting adventures. Just head over to Exodus's website and plug in your specifications in the arrow builder and have your custom set sent straight to your door. And use code AU12 to save 12% off your custom set over at exodusoutdoorgear.com. Another listener question. (laughs) Food sources and hardwoods and pinch points. So I'm assuming they're they're asking like maybe what are some of the food sources that you've found keyed in on and I'm assuming maybe finding pinch points. Uh, What, you know, how, what are your process of of with that? Uh, I meant obviously if you found a white oak tree, it's probably going to be hammered. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I, you can just, there was like one time in Maryland, I'll never forget. I went down there and I went in and I meant you can just see where like these deer just destroyed this white oak tree. And I mean, there was like one little white oak tree in this whole bottom. Dude, it was tore up and it was right on this little bench. Oh man, it was perfect, dude. I sat there probably like four or five times. I kid you not, I probably saw 25, 30 deer. Wow. You know? So, like, white oak's really obviously a big one for me. Uh, briars, too, dude. I mean, like, you see them where they're feeding on the briars a lot, dude. You know, like, anything where you, you see that deer eating and, like, the freshest sign possible, you want to be hunting it. So, it doesn't really matter the food source for me. As long as I go in the woods and I find one, all right, boop, that's where I'm sitting. Right. You know, and I'm not afraid to walk until I find one. 
I think that's a, a, a key aspect that I myself have taken a, a more direct of like conscious effort of wow, as I'm out scouting to also yes. look at, okay, what are deer eating? Because, you know, we're yeah. so focused on like, where's the scrape? Where's the rub? Where's trails? Where, you know what I mean? Like doing yep. that instead of, you know, as you slow things down, like you said, finding green, green briar, our yeah. ends knocked off, finding the, the hot oak tree and whatever else, you know? Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. Man. No doubt. I like that. As far as pinch points go, like, I mean, everyone, like, you know, we post those drive videos, right? And, like, you get a lot of good comments, don't get me wrong, but you get a lot of bad stuff where it's like, oh, drives aren't, like, you know, you ain't hunters for doing drives and blah, blah, blah. And, like, don't get me wrong, dude, I'm not just doing drives all season long, but, like, they do really help with escape routes and, you know, finding pinch points and how kind of deer move. So, I mean, I, I always take that into consideration, too. We're, we're gearing up for, for next year. You said all those other states that you're looking yeah. into to, to hunting. Uh, how, out of those states that you've hunted before, what yeah. lessons learned that, that you hopefully either want to capitalize on that maybe you did not have success with? I, like I said, I, I hunted only Delaware once before. And dude, that's a tough state, especially on public land. I know a lot of, oh, yeah. I know a good amount of people that have had success there. It's nine out of 10 people. It's on private land. So how, oh, yeah. how's, how's your game plan for a state like Delaware looking? I hunted Delaware before, but like, I just did it on a whim. You know what I mean? I spent yep. four days and I just, I saw, well, the first day I did, I almost shot a buck and dude, just going, just honestly, just e-scouting and finding where like edges are, you know, transitions, dude, it's huge, man. Especially down there when it's all flat, you know, yep. and then just put yourself in the deer shoes. All right, I'm going to be eating and then I'm going to be walking pretty much back to bed. So you got to find like where that spot is or where you think it is and try to set up on it. That's I mean, that's pretty much how I tackle like, you know, out of state. So at least like that's how I would tackle Delaware. You know, this year it's gonna be a little different because I actually spent some time scouting in Delaware. So like I'm going down there with like an actual piece in mind and like kind of an area that I yeah. I, I feel confident in, you know, and that's how like I mean it every state's different for me. Like PA I got a lot of historical spots, same with Maryland. So like dude, I don't really have to go down there and do a whole lot of scouting, whole lot of scouting. I feel confident I can just, like, kind of slide back into the spots, maybe tweak it a little bit, you know what I mean? But, like, for the most part, like, slide back in there. Like, my scouting right now is kind of finding pieces for, like, a couple years down the road, you know what I mean, and putting and putting cameras out and stuff. Yeah, I like the, how you just said it's for that future aspect because I think – a lot of people are on uh, either like myself, like there's some areas now that I'm scouting for possibly, you know, this upcoming year, uh, but yeah. also, okay, this is, could be more of a long-term spot. Like you just said, letting things soak. And then there's other areas where I've been hunting and I just want mm -hmm. to really fine tune it, really know it like the back of my hand, just cause like you said, historical data, just seeing where deer move and maybe changed also this year because of a different food source, uh, maybe yep. pressure, all that type of stuff. So I just kind of try to also recheck boxes to say, okay, come next year, if I'm back in this area, here's yep. what the historical data has been, right? Yep. I know for the Delaware hunt, there was a time when it was getting to last light where I was actually like one of the first times hunting a field edge for me. Cause growing up in Northeast Pennsylvania, living here in central Pennsylvania, I don't yeah. never really hunted fields, right? It's always <laughs> yeah. been the big woods, the big mountains, everything like that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm on this field edge and I just see something catch my eye out in the middle of this tall grass, 
you know, field that basically I was hunting outside of where it was mm-hmm. a picked cornfield, I think, or yes. beans, I forget. And all of a sudden I, I put, put up my binos and there's a couple of deer, dude, they're just like bedded right in the center of this field. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh my God. Like it's just a challenge of things. If you don't have that experience doing that, you learn yeah. and man, I, I want that opportunity to hunt Delaware again, because I know for a fact, maybe I wouldn't kill, but I know mm-hmm. I would at least, I think, put uh, myself in a better position to, to hunt and see more deer basically. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. That's a, that's a tough state, man. Delaware is a tough, tough state. It's funny because uh, we have a couple Delaware uh, people listening or people that hunt Delaware and are always like, quit talking about Delaware. It's a good, I know. State. <laughs> I hate talking about it, dude. I hate talking about it. I don't it, think dude. it's a sleeper state anymore, man. I think a lot of people know about it now. It's the, the nice thing is it's expensive to hunt. You know what I mean? So yep. it kind of keeps people down. Yep. And it's, it's, it's got pretty much of a dip to at least come in some of the spots that I hunt. You know what I mean? Yep. So, yep. What, um, how, how was your, your past year? I mean, those of that maybe, and don't follow along or anything like that. What what did this past season look like for you? Yeah, so like I said, I went out to Idaho, spent a whole month out there. Uh, the dude I was with killed a bull like one of the last days. Wow. I, I did not, but it's still a fun trip. You know, it was incredible just living off your, you know, back and doing it. Like we'd come out every four or five days, resock. You know, it was just, it, it was awesome doing it. It was my first time like, like that pretty much backcountry all by myself with a backpack, you know, like yep. tent. It, was, it was cool, man. Like I was a guide before, but you know, that was like horseback stuff. And like, there was a big tent set up, you know, and then like a lodge, but, and then, then I came back here hunting in PA and really I, my girlfriend, like kind of just got into hunting here. So she's never killed a deer. So my main focus was her this year. Like, I'm not, I wanted to hunt, obviously, but, like, early on, I was trying to get her to doe. So, like, dude, we had so many close calls, dude, where it's just, like, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have a kid or anything, but, like, I've never had to, like, actually, like, walk someone through how to, like, you know, do it. And, like, we messed up a lot, you know, <laughs> a lot. But finally it came together uh, for her. I, I forget when it was. I think it was, like, middle October, and she smoked one, and we got to float it out, which was cool. And then, then I shot my PA buck, I think October 29th or 30th, something like that. And then I rolled out to Ohio, spent a couple of days out there hunting, and then went to Kansas, shot my Kansas buck, and rolled right back to Ohio, hunted there again. And then Kaylee was like, she was watching my dog and like, dude, it was been like three weeks at this time. You know what I mean? So I was kind of getting some flax for it. So I went home and it was that Sunday that you could, you could hunt back here in archery. So we went out on Sunday and she shot her buck, which was awesome. And then, you know, I was on, I was out of the doghouse pretty much. And then, <laughs> then I went back to Ohio, shot my Ohio buck and then started hunting Maryland hard had a couple close encounters in Maryland and then pretty much just shot a doe at the end of the season. That's pretty much my season, man. <laughs> Pretty good season, dude. I will. So I want to backtrack a couple, and <laughs> and like you said, you you were a guide before, so you you have that experience of of being out there, you know, having the equipment, and like you just said, you you are, you know, trying to live that minimalist kind of lifestyle so that you could afford yep. these opportunities to go about that. You know, yep. you live off your back. What what are some ex- essential pieces of gear? I guess that you know there are things maybe where you are you could cannot live mm-hmm. without basically back there and then other items that it's like okay you don't need to have this $500 blank compared to 
an $80 this basically. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I didn't have to buy my tent, which was nice, but a good tent would be ideal. You know what I mean? Like the tent I had was awesome, man. And my buddy let me borrow it. So really thankful for that. But, uh, yeah, I meant jet boil, obviously essential, essential. Yeah. And another, I tried to felt so the biggest, the biggest fallback for me, I'd say was I tried to go cheap with my food. So I ended up like making all my own meals. So I got, ramen noodles i put like two packets of ramen noodles in and then i was doing i was mixing uh some bacon bits in it and then i dehydrated some uh veggies mixed that all in and i also dehydrated some chicken some potatoes i made some fruit leather uh just got i went to if you're going to go out west and do it like i did i would definitely recommend going to costco and just like getting a whole lot of bulk stuff saves you a lot of money you know, and then just packing it. So I basically ate an oatmeal thing or two oatmeal things for breakfast. And then I had a couple granola bars, uh, you know, some fruit leather, some beef jerky that I made or deer jerky, I guess. And then, uh, for dinner, I'd had that like concoction that I made, but you know, towards the end, like, don't get me wrong. I mean, when we got down <laughs> off the mountain, I definitely went into the grocery store and got some instant mashed potatoes, you know what I mean? And yeah. dude, that was a life changer. <laughs> but, that that first uh, McDonald's burger or chicken nuggets too. Dude, so. it's different, man. It's different. It's different. <laughs> Dude, how was how was going out there for elk? Was you know, I, like you said, obviously guiding and doing all that, but you yeah. know, I, I've yet to go on an elk hunt myself. So what what you know how was going out in the backcountry and going out for for that elk? Uh, what was that experience like? Dude, it was sick, man. Like it, it's kind of wild because once you do it and you like are out there it's like everything that you think of like that you need back home you know like money like your phone you know like i don't know just like any little necessities that you think you need you know like it's, it doesn't even matter out there like all you're focused on is just food or like eating surviving water and find an elk and kill an elk. And then just, dude, it takes you back to your, like, primitive roots, dude. Like, I felt, like, so connected to the earth, dude. Like, I felt good, you know? Like, yeah. I was probably in, like, the best shape of my life during that elk hunt. Like, yeah, I lost some weight, but I meant, dude, I was putting on, like, six to, like, ten miles a day pretty much. I meant sometimes when you're glassing, you ain't doing that much, you know? But for the most part, dude, we're hiking around just, like, exploring, you know? Yep. I think I think we camped like eight and a half miles from the actual trucks. And then that's where we were like getting into elk, obviously. So like we just pretty much stayed there the entire month, like wherever we do. Idaho is nice because there's all there's people say there's not as many elk, but like, as like Colorado, but man, I meant we didn't have any problems like running the elk, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Dude. I hear, I can only imagine hearing just that first bugle. And oh, dude, it feels so good. And, you, and <laughs> another cool thing about that is like doing it how we did, where it's like you hunt the whole basically season and you get to experience like the whole change, man. Like at first we got out there, it was like 90 some degrees as we're walking in, you know what I mean? We're just sweating dick. Like it's miserable, <laughs> dude. You know, you're just down in just water, just, you know, just even thinking about it. Dude. And like then, and it was also fires out there at the time. So like, yeah everything was just like i've never i've never felt like my throat like it, it felt like i smoked like two packs of cigarettes a day dude like it was just disgusting man like i was spitting mucus you know it was just like gnarly gnarly and then we got off the mountain we stopped you know we i think we spent like a day and a half in town at like mcdonald's just sleeping and just like working on like computers and stuff like editing and freaking 
And then we'd go back up. And then, like, the next time, the wallows kind of dropped. Like, at first, dude, the wallows were just on fire. Like, if you weren't over a wallow, you weren't getting into elk pretty much. And then, like, the second little bit was, like, like, all right, they're, now they're just kind of starting to bugle a little bit more, you know what I mean? And you're kind of getting on bulls just bugling and, you know, cow calling and stuff. And then that third time when we went back, dude, it was like just the full-on rut, man. Like the Aspens changed. Like, I mean, it was just screaming nonstop. Like, we're, I mean, like, hood just killed bulls multiple different times, you know what I mean? Like, yep. it was just nonstop, man. So it was pretty cool, like, seeing it all like transpire like that and just like living out there, you know? Yeah. Having that experience. Have you ever gone out for mule deer? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I got it in yeah. Montana and that was for like elk and mule deer, Okay. but it was like, you know, it was all private stuff pretty much. So like it wasn't like super, super hard. Like all you're doing is basically riding around trucks and spotting them and shooting them. You know what I mean? Like yep. it wasn't, it wasn't like this where you're like walking around. I definitely want to do one of them high altitude, like mule deer hunts, dude. That's like on my bucket list for yeah. sure. I have a couple friends that that is on their their bucket list and have eight to nine points for it. So it just I know last year two of my good friends Tim and Tom. I think yeah. they had seven. I think last year and they had a pretty the unit that they were trying to apply for in Colorado they had a good chance and they did not draw it so they were kind of bummed so hopefully this year could be the year for them and I know I think Tom is going out for elk and I think Tim is as well it's just a matter of what unit and uh, all that jazz so yeah that's cool what about uh Kansas because I mean Kansas kind of has that that obviously you know big buck state and Yep. Uh, you have uh, last year, it just seemed like it was what, from what people were saying, it was just pounded. What was your experience? Because that was a, like, that's a state I have two points for just because uh, I haven't had the chance to really make it work the year that I would want to draw it. And I was thinking mm-hmm. about it this for this upcoming season. So what was your experience like when, what, uh, like you said, you went, uh, I would say what the early November ish time yep. frame. So what was, what was that like for you? Too pressure city <laughs> it was just non-stop man like yeah pressure for kansas is hammered man i mean i ain't gonna lie like there's people everywhere but it's still you know big book central so like i shot my buck on public and honest to god i was like oh dude i can go right back to ohio and shoot a buck you know what i mean so yeah. i was all kind of jazzed up and i mean yeah I, I probably shot like a little bit small i mean i was pumped at the time you know what i mean but like looking back on it you know it wasn't like a super super big buck so like I'm not, I'm not saying I'm disappointed by any means, but like, you know, I feel like that's just a public land buck versus like, dude, if you can get on private out there, oh my God, man. Like I stayed a couple of days after that, we ran into a dude at a gas station and ended up like becoming friends with him, me and my buddy Tim. And, uh, dude, he freaking just let us hunt. So I was just filming Tim the entire time pretty much. Well, like for the like three days or something like that, but Dude, just the bucks that we saw on private versus public, night and day difference. Night really? and day. What? Okay, so like, five, say, say I'm going out next year, first time going. Yeah. I know they have like those pieces where you could have like that walk-in access and everything yep. like that. You know, did you do any of those pieces at all, and and anything like oh, that? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's all. I mean, that's all I was hunting at first. Yeah. Was just them, you know. What I mean, just dude, finding where I thought didn't think people were gonna be. Do you think? Do you think this whole trail cam ban or anything will limit, or do you think they plan on the Kansas, you know, uh, game commission of, of some sort will change how many people draw, or is it just, hey, man, keep giving us the money with all these people? 
dude, I don't know Kansas that much. So like, I, I don't really, I mean, I can't really put my opinion in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I didn't, to be honest with you, I didn't use a trail cam at all when I was out there. So right. like, to me, it's not, dude, it's not, I mean, I'm still going to hunt Kansas too. It's just a fun state. Like you want to talk about hunting big bucks in November in the rut, you know I mean? In the Midwest, dude, there's, everyone has to experience it at least a little bit, you know? Right. Yeah. No doubt. What, what's your favorite time frame here in Pennsylvania to get after it? probably like october 20th to like october 30th 31st if there even is a 31st i don't even know yeah, yeah halloween yeah whatever yeah halloween dude that's like i love that time of year man the leaves are like starting to go and it's just scrape city and like dude bucks are just up on their feet moving man that's i usually that's the window that i kill my like pa bucket yeah what so all right so let's go i want to ask this question this is something usually like early on when i ask you like a little bit about yourself you yeah. know I, i'm you're a big sports guy you just said playing hockey doing all that stuff so when you look at the back of your uh, hockey card i guess and if you play yeah. N- nhl on video game system maybe you have a power <laughs> a power boost or attribute you know what you know you just mentioned to scrape things are these is scrapes one of the biggest signs that you really kind of key in on and, and set yourself up to try to have success when in, and when it comes either to the trail cameras or hunting over, what would you yeah. say would be your like power boost when it comes to uh, Pennsylvania? hunting? Yeah. I meant probably, probably the scrapes, but I mean, it all depends on the time of year. You know what I mean? And, yep. and what sign I'm finding. Like if I'm, um, if I got to say, or say I got a, like in the summer, I got a picture of a big buck in this one area. Right. And like, I'm probably going to be spending a lot of time in that area, you know, and I'm not seeing any scrapes or something. All right. I'm finding, I'm finding food. If, if, if it's early, you know what I mean? Or yeah. like, you know, kind of going off of where I think he's bedded and where the closest thing he'd be, he'd be feeding on. I try to find that and like break the distance, you know what I mean? It's set up pretty close. Uh, like, but yeah, once it starts shifting, you know, and the scrapes really start getting hammered. Oh dude. I'd be like, if I find a scrape line or like just a scrape that's getting demolished, dude, I'm sitting over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then when rut comes, if I still got my tag, you know, if it's a huge funnel or I mean, it's just, you know, doe bedding and the downwind side of it, dude, probably going to be a buck come cruising on by, you know what I mean? Checking it out. So it it all just shifts. It's not just like, all right, I'm just focused on scrapes. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not just like that. I mean, it it all depends on the time of year, what I'm finding. Like, I I guess that was totally off topic. No, no, no. That was, that was good. It's exactly it. Yeah, just, I mean, I guess being versatile would be my power move, like not being afraid to do something like, you know, whether it's kayak access and finding something or just like hiking around going for a ridiculously long hike, you know, it doesn't even make sense, but just doing it. Like, I don't know. I'm not afraid to like, you know, get up 11 o'clock PM and go in, you know what I mean? Like I I ain't afraid to Yeah. Spartan Forge stands at the nexus of machine learning and whitetail deer hunting to deliver truly intuitive and science-based products that saves the hunter time spent scouting, planning, and executing their hunts. You have deer prediction, journaling, and the best maps on any hunting app platform there is. Use code ANTLERUP to save 20% off your Spartan Forge membership at spartanforge.ai. When it comes to filming, and I know you said you, you brought your camera and you had it rolling at all times, yeah. you know, we I've asked this question to other various guests that film hunts and do things. And just because, again, I I, I personally am always off or on when it comes to that. You know, mm-hmm. what, what kind of camera setup are you using? And, you know, what are 
and what's some advice that you would give some, some people that are either already doing it on the fence about doing it and that. Yeah. Um, well, if you're going to do it, just make sure you love it. And if you're not going to do it, Hey man, no, no problem there. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's uh, the film and stuff. Like it definitely over the years is definitely like kind of, I want to say like lessen the hunt for me, but like it has definitely, I found like at one time, you know what I mean? I was just like, Oh, I gotta get on camera. And then I was like, dude, this is stupid. Man. Why am I even out here? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it definitely like, you just got to really, really want it if you're going to do it. And I'm running a Canon XA40 and like a couple GoPros, GoPro 7. Got two of them, you know, like pretty much that's it. So then I got a lone wolf pocket arm too, which I'm mobile. So like, dude, that helps my setup so much, you know, yeah. biggest, yeah. uh, I'd say biggest tip would be I, like, just make sure you tell a good story, man. If you're going to do that and, you know, want to do it, if you're just out there just to film like the kill shot and then, you know, it's really just what you want out of it pretty much. That's a, that's a great point is just get, do what you want out of it. Like do what you want to get out of it because there's, yep. like you said about killing, I don't know how many times if I just put in like Pennsylvania archery season and it's yep. a, a four minute video, there's no intro. It's literally, you, you'll just see a deer no walking. Know, you, you know what I mean? It's just, you'll see a deer oh. walking and then there's a shot. And yep. that's it. And that's, that's fantastic because that's what that person wanted. Uh, and yep. all they're, they're looking for. No, man, yep. that's, that's good. Um, so, all right. So last, last question, when it comes to a listener question, uh, they were yes. like, ask Lane what his dream road trip hunt schedule from September to fe- February looks like. Oh, a dream one. <laughs> all right. Well, Probably start in August, to be honest with you. Okay. South Dakota, like I'm doing. Um, then, dude, I, I don't know, man. Like, anything early, man. Like, it'd be awesome to get out. I think Wyoming opens early. It'd be cool to get out west and do, like, one of them hunts and, you know, try to shoot, like, a big velvet buck out west. That'd be awesome. Then, you know, I, I don't know, man. Just, like, just wait till hunting a lot. Definitely hitting Iowa. Once I draw Iowa, man, that's, like, that's a dream list hunt right there. Yeah. Just like, dude, just going everywhere and just living it up, man. I don't know. Just, how many yeah. points? How, how many points in Iowa do you have? Uh, well, two, two. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I'm probably gonna wait till five, but hopefully it's like still five when I want to draw. You know what I mean? Right. Three years from now, it might be six. I might be seven. Who knows? This year will be four for me, and I'm. Yeah. Uh, you know, some some people are like, "Oh, you could draw with three in certain units," and like you said, I want to wait till I could get a you know one of the yeah. better units for sure and take the time and, and really put oh, in, like, put in the time and the effort and the work out there because I don't want it to be a, a four day trip. <laughs> I want that to yep. be until I fill a tag is when I want to be leaving that state. Yep. Hunter at all or no? you, you know, I, I have, well, I was when I was, when I was younger and then I coach baseball. This year is my mm-hmm. first year in a decade that I'm no longer coaching. So this and obviously during that whole COVID year was awesome because I hunted Turkey almost every day, uh, which was, was fun because we didn't have a season, but this year, since I'm not coaching, I I'm all fired up, man. I'm, I'm ready to go in the Turkey woods and, and get after it. How about you? Uh, I mean, last year I spent a lot of time turkey hunting, but it ended up like kind of biting me in my butt because I couldn't spend as much time way till hunting this year. You know what I mean? Just because yeah. finances, like I had to kind of, I took off like, a little too much in springtime. So I think this year I'm going to cut it back a little bit, but I mean, dude, who knows, man, 
if I want to do it, I'm just going to do it. But I'll probably just be hunting like Maryland, PA, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Last year I went to Tennessee and like, you know, it kind of started real early for me, but yeah, I ain't doing that this year. Yeah. I, you know, it was always one of those things, like I said, for with coaching, I didn't have the time, you know, we'd yeah. have Saturday games and, you know, sometimes if, if, if I wanted to take off during the day or in the morning or something like that, I was just, I wanted to sleep, <laughs> you know, it was oh, just, yeah. I don't know. It was difficult. So now this year though, I'm, I'm all jazzed up. I'm fired up. I'm ready to, to shoot one right in the face. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I hear that, dude. So yeah, I meant like, yeah, like dude, whitetail hunting over turkey hunting any day. Though. Oh my whitetail gosh. Yeah. I, I, I don't get me wrong. It both are so unique because like you said earlier, when that late October happens and you got the orange, the yellow oh, yeah. the tree, it's just magical. Right. And then now it's, you know, the, Same green, with the, spring, though. Same the, with the, spring. the greens coming up and you hear that, that hammer gobble and uh, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's awesome, but it, it is different. And, and I'm with you though. Whitetails all freaking day long for me. What, <laughs> what, uh, what's, what's one of your, this is my last question. And I, this is for like four listeners yeah. to go check out your YouTube. What would you say is your favorite, video that you have posted on your channel so we got a lot of cool hunts like it's it's not just me it's like i got yep. a couple buddies, buddies. And, you know yep. film with me too but like probably my favorite at least that i've been a part of is probably my seeker one where i shot my six point stag or dude i mean even this this year's buck like pa buck was dude that's like i feel like i told the story well like i feel like it was just a good hunt i, I don't know like we got a bunch dude like you know Kaylee's hunt, I feel like it's cool too. Like her buck, I mean, it's not the biggest buck in the world, but dude, she was so excited. Now for her shoulder, you know what I mean? So like the footage quality is just sick. You know, like she she smoked frontal shot, just like dude, just smoke city. Like it was awesome. You know, so yeah, I mean, dude, we got a lot of good hunts, man. Like I, I can't just pick out one. There, I mean, there's also like you know some of Tim's or like some of Crazy's that are just like dude, like it's insane. Like I'm working on Crazy's cat video right now, dude. It is like probably going to be the best video we have on the channel as far as like you know cinematic goes or like you know kind of like a cool video i think so i'm kind of looking forward to like posting that one exciting man well, that's awesome well well lane where could people tune in to watch you guys and and follow along with what you guys are going on yeah so if you type in uh on youtube if you type in in the presence hunting it'll pop right up for you you can watch all our hunts like pretty much every hunt that i talked about on this channel or on this <laughs> podcast and then on instagram you can follow me uh just lane hausner in the presence hunt is pretty much what we're, what we're on like the, the channels on in the presence hunt my personal ones in the presence so kind of follow both if you want I like it, man. Well, dude, I appreciate your time coming on the the podcast and have fun smashing people into boards tonight. And and uh, <laughs> nah, man, it ain't no contact, but <laughs> it, it is reading, so it will get chippy. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, dude, I appreciate it, and uh, everybody, check them out. It's fun stuff. Like I said, I've been uh, really in kind of diving down the rabbit hole of watching what all the the videos that these guys put out. It's fun and and uh, very relatable. So check them out, and we'll see you next week. Antler up.